All right, Boz, here we go. When when you and I were, you know, I guess we'll let some people in behind our amazing um, magic as to how these shows are created. You know, there's there's some discussions, some back and forth over the course of the week, maybe some screenshots, a couple of text messages. What do you think about this topic? What do you think about that one? And and every now and then there's one that just pops right up. We're like, yeah, that's going to be it. We're going to dive into that one. And some weeks it's not a user submitted topic or whatnot. It, it, something pops into one of our heads. So this week, something, a light bulb went off in, in your head. And so Correct. tell the viewers... Tell the viewers at home what's what's on your mind and what are we going to get into? Well, Pat, I've been thinking a lot about community and I've been thinking a lot about the extended CrossFit community and what a cool thing it is. And particularly when you and I first started out, you know, the world was a little bit smaller back then, specifically regarding CrossFit. There just weren't that many people doing it. Chances are, if you found somebody that was doing it in your area, they were looking for other people because it just didn't exist mm -hmm. in the mainstream. And so you kind of found each other, you stuck together, and you started bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, I think that's still very true today, although I think sometimes people get the perception that because things have gotten so much larger and in some ways so much more mainstream, that that's less approachable. So today's topic is all about community and the professional. So the CrossFit coach, the CrossFit affiliate owner, and hey, I mean, even your average member can uh, benefit a lot from this and really just what you can do to cross-pollinate with other people in your area that are into this. And you said, and I agree, when, when we started, at least it seemed like the world was a lot smaller and the CrossFit community was certainly a, a lot smaller for yeah. sure. When this popped into your head and that maybe as you reminisce a little bit and we go back to those days of exchanging information and things like that, do you feel that the community has gotten away from that to some degree? No, I don't think so necessarily, although there are some cases of, uh, I don't know, you'd call it protectionism. Somebody thinks that, oh, you know, I'm the only, only good gym in town, air quotes, and everybody else around me is, is not up to my level, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there is some of that, but I think that's always been the case as well. Uh, so no, I don't know that it's necessarily lacking. I would say that maybe some people who are a little bit newer don't realize just how accessible that is to them and don't realize how much of a benefit it can be or how much of a, a broad resource can, um, can emerge from that. So really, it's more a question of do people realize just how much is out there at their fingertips? You know, this wasn't on my mind when we prepped for this show, but it popped into my mind. Now I'm curious as your take on this. Do you feel that, how to phrase this? I guess, do you feel back when you started, there was more CrossFit nerds, so to speak, than there are right now? And that's why maybe there seems right now to be more questions that, that didn't get popped up, that didn't pop up or answered more readily back then. Because I think if I think back in the day, what happened was, since CrossFit wasn't as ubiquitous as it was now, you kind of had to dig and find some stuff yeah. out because it was such a small community. And, you know, I remember every month, electronically, the CrossFit journal getting delivered to my oh, inbox, yeah. and I'd, I'd print that out, I'd staple yep. it, it would sit on my desk, and over the course of the month, I'd, I'd read the whole thing, and just around that time, the next one was showing up in my inbox. and. 
there's a wealth of information in those CrossFit Journal articles that probably reduced the number of questions that I had to ask somebody else. And I don't know if that's just something that was in vogue at the moment there and doesn't happen now. And so the questions are more common. I mean, can you put your kind of finger on that? Well, I mean, to address what you said initially, are there more quote unquote CrossFit nerds now? I think the answer is absolutely yes. There's just an order of magnitude more people involved. Ergo, you're going to have that subset of people that are really into it grow Mm. as a product of that. So I think that's probably a no brainer. But with the influx of popularity also comes a lot of people that aren't going to be as invested. They want to come in, they want to do a workout, they want to go about the rest of their life. Sure. And they're not going to spend the time, um, you know, combing through websites and, you know, through Instagram and finding people to, to listen to in that regard. So I think you get a mix of both with that larger population engaging. Um, But to go back to the early days, I think it was very true that to be part of something that was at the time so fringe, you had to have a bit of a special personality, shall we say. (laughs) You had to have an inclination that, you know, it wasn't going to be necessarily presented to you. You were going to have to do some experimentation. The path wasn't always going to be clear. And that was part of the fun. And that, that I think drove a lot of the personality types to this thing initially. And so if, If now, you know, when this popped into your head today, now we get to have this wonderful platform to, you know, maybe this has replaced what used to be, you know, uh, back in the day of printing it right. You get to see this every Tuesday it comes out. We're taking questions from the audience. We're also trying to, you know, blow the dust off some good old CrossFit Journal articles and get that knowledge out there. And that all has tremendous value. But Mm -hmm. I think if I'm starting to hone in on what piqued your interest today is, as wonderful as these podcasts are, and obviously we try to make them incredible, and the CrossFit Journal articles are a national treasure. There is, <laughs> yeah, agreed. There international, is, <laughs> the international treasure. There, there is something that can't be replicated in this podcast, and can't be replicated mm. in those journal articles of you actually getting in the car, getting on your bike, going down to your local, your friendly CrossFit affiliate. If you're a gym owner, there's a gym owner down the street having a meetup for some coffee and having that that in-person, real-time, face-to-face interaction about here's what's going on in my community, what's going on in your community. Is that is that kind of at the basis of what you're getting at? Yes, that is at the bedrock of it. Is There's never been a better time to be a CrossFitter for that reason. Chances are, wherever you are, there is going to be some group of people that are also engaged in this thing that is currently outside the bubble of people that you are directly involved with. And I think that cross-pollination is number one, very healthy. And number two, uh, can yield some really cool ideas on both sides. So it's really valuable to meet up, to get together, to bounce ideas off of each other. And that can take a lot of different shapes. That could take uh, the shape of two coaches getting together and saying, hey, you know, I'm having trouble structuring a lifting class. Every time we do lifting class, like I I blow the warm up timeline, whatever it might be, how do you approach this and trading some notes that way, you know, coming to it with a fresh perspective that maybe you hadn't considered before that that could be one way or, Hey, you know, I have a real hard time teaching this movement. What do you do when you have a beginner that can't quite get it? How do you approach this? 
things like that. And, and chances are the person that you're talking with is going to have a slightly different take on that problem and probably a slightly different weakness, just like we all have different weaknesses with their fitness. They might have another movement that's challenging to them that you are like, that's your bread and butter when you're coaching. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're, it's mutually beneficial that way. Uh, well, so now, now let me let me stress test this or push back yeah. of, of what I know somebody will say or bring the it. counterpoint or whatnot. It's like, well, look, you know, we're yes, we're this community. Yes, we're trying to help people. Yes, we're pursuing long term fitness. And that's all 100 percent true. The other part that's true is I care about paying my lease each month more than yep. I care about you paying your lease each month. <laughs> so, sure. so with that yeah. being said. Why are we going to have this? And if I'm a gym owner, why am I going to go and, and share my trade secrets as to why I'm crushing it with you? That's that's the devil's advocate, right? I mean, what's yeah? Why why would I that's, do that? And that's and a help you out more than me. I have that is such a layup question for me. It's <laughs> the, the answer is so obvious, and you have to put yourself in the perspective of the average person in the community that is not yet doing CrossFit. This just wants to be fit. Let's say they do go into a gym locally and they have a subpar experience. That to them forever is representing CrossFit. They are not going to take that next step and say, well, different gyms vary by quality and, and uh, level of uh, skill and all these different things. They're not going to have that nuanced approach. They have painted CrossFit at that point based on that experience. And fair enough. We only have so much time in the day, each mm -hmm. of us. And yeah, that's that's likely to happen regardless of the service that you're pursuing. So this is a long-winded way of saying that if you are helping others in your community and they in turn are helping you, despite the fact that you're running independent businesses, the reputation of CrossFit within your area becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And therefore, the amount of people that are going to come in, have a good experience and recommend it to somebody else goes higher and higher and higher. And that's going to attract people across the board in that community, not just to one gym, but to CrossFit the entity. And then based on, you know, where they happen to live, what their schedule is like, maybe just preference in terms of color scheme of the walls. I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. They're going to pick one, but the likelihood that they'll get through the door goes up as the reputation in that local community goes up. So it's mutually beneficial. If you're thinking about it from this kind of protectionism type of uh, mindset, it's absolutely the wrong approach. And um, in my opinion, that is, that's a way of kind of looking down and not up or looking behind you and not forward. Um, mm -hmm. And that kind of mindset in most aspects of life does not put you where you want to be long term. Yes, I, I would be in line with that. But I also think as logical as that is, when you say it, it's a very common uh, sentiment sure. is, is if you're a local gym owner, you're like, I love CrossFit. I love all my fellow gym owners out there, except for the closest one to me. <laughs> that one is my direct competition. And that one is, you know, I don't want to be sitting across from the table at Starbucks. But, but I would say, well, hold on. Let me, let me just interrupt for a second there and say, great. If that is the case that you have this kind of animosity or uh, at the very least a poor opinion of somebody down the road from you in close proximity, what better reason to try to resolve that than you can take that off of your mental plate? You don't have to worry about that anymore. You don't have to put any more energy into it. I mean, how great would that be? Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say, and, and they're there anyway, 
right? So there's right. nothing you can do about that. And, and obviously, if, if there's been a stalemate or there hasn't been communication, you're aware of what that landscape looks like. It looks like whatever your client population is and whatever, all that stuff. So why not take a very small, low risk and try something different, which would be actually reaching out, exchanging ideas. And I think that what you will find is there won't be a negative impact to your business, to your community, to your bottom line, your revenue. But that's the scary boogeyman perception as to what's going to happen. But I, I have met a ridiculous number of affiliate owners, I'm sure as you have as well. And I've been to certain cities in the country that for whatever odd reason, I can't pinpoint why it is, seem to actually get along well and, and have, <laughs> you know, even though there's like a ton of gyms in close proximity, they have this good yep. working relationship. And I've been to other cities where that's not the case. And, and everyone has this, this slight bit of animosity. And mm -hmm. it's not like when I go to the ones that everyone's talking, that there's this, well, yeah, we're all sharing ideas and everything's plummeted and just gone terribly. That's, I, I have yet to experience that and nor have I seen the isolationists just crushing it. So I think that mm -hmm. is a, a myth that ideally would be dispelled. There's a ton of information out there. Everyone's population's a bit different. Like you're saying, one gym might have a, a lifting program. Another gym might more cater towards seniors. Another gym has a phenomenal kids class. Yeah. Somebody else has something going on. And each gym owner has their lessons learned most likely from that not only regular CrossFit class that they run, but whatever niche it happens to be that has manifested itself at its, their gym. And so that sprinkling of knowledge across a, a larger base I think it's going to that whole rising tide lifts all boats. I am mm -hmm. I'm wholeheartedly of the belief that that's what would occur. So it, it would be my hope yep. as well that that folks would take your your advice or your challenge, if you will. The cup of coffee challenge, the Adrian Bosman yeah. cup of coffee challenge. Call your local affiliate owner, go out for a cup of coffee and just talk shop for a bit. Crossfitters love to talk shop anyway. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't even have to be any agenda. I mean, those can be some of the best generators of good ideas plans that you hadn't anticipated um you know all sorts of awesome things can spring up when you have a like-minded person that you're willing to meet up with and um just kind of explore so i don't even think that you have to be particularly systematic about it although that's fine too if you have like i said earlier if you have particular problems or questions or things that you struggle with and you want to trade notes on that great but don't feel like that's a prerequisite either. I think the magic is just in getting there and breaking down those barriers. And to your point, I think that most of the time, maybe this is a little naive, but most of the time, if there is animosity between a group, it often kind of festers on its own in darkness. It's rarely the case that when you get those people together and they're like, hey, I have this issue. Hey, I have this other issue. And they get to lay it out. It's like, oh, Either that wasn't as big a deal as I thought it was, or I totally didn't even uh, uh, understand what it was that you were concerned about accurately. And once you work past that, it's like, man, there's so much better stuff to focus your attention on than a, the perception of a problem down the road. And I would say if there is an impediment to this happening, I'm going to take a stab in the dark here, but I feel, I feel somewhat confident yeah, in my me. assertion. 
if there is an impediment to it, it's probably that the individual ego is a very powerful thing. And so to go have a discussion with somebody, this is how, if I had a utopia, this is how the discussion would occur. (laughs) You would get that, you would get that ego out of there. You would go meet with another gym owner or multiple gym owners. And then, like you said, with no agenda whatsoever, you would have just a discussion, just an open-minded conversation. Now, as simple and obvious as that sounds, as we are big in CrossFit of defining our terms, I'm going to define my terms right there. In my mind, anyway, a discussion that yields something actually meaningful. Hmm. A discussion is a two-way street. And a discussion means that if you have party A and party B, that both are talking about whatever topic it happens to be. Under the, you have to walk in with the mindset that I'm, I'm open to whatever preconceived notions I have are incorrect. And I'm going to leave with a different opinion. If I'm walking in thinking that everything that I know is the law, it's the truth, and, and it's my job or during this discussion to just talk at the other person and convince them as to how I do business, I don't think you're going to have yeah. a meaningful interaction. So in my mind, there's a difference between talking at I somebody agree. and having a discussion. If you can get some bit local business owners together and have a discussion I think everyone in that room will walk out significantly better for the experience. Just just my two cents on that one. Yeah, I agree. And I think that I'll, I'll take it one step further philosophically. And, and that is exactly what good coaching is. Good coaching is a conversation. It's not a two-way, or a, excuse me, it's not a one-way street where you just have somebody at the front of the room barking orders. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can work to a point, but it's certainly not going to get to the depth and richness that's re- required to have a multi-year relationship with people where you're taking them from, you know, potentially very unfit to very skilled and very fit uh, across a whole bunch of different movements and challenges along the way and life events, et cetera. I mean, that, if that is a one-way conversation and that is the skill set that the person who's in charge is limited by... Uh, I can tell you right now that that's not going to last. So no. you can take it as an extension of what you do in the gym every day, which is coach, interact, and um, you know, listen. There's a big part of listening involved in that. You know, some of the coolest stories that I've heard of various communities around the world. That again, I'm not sure why that something something happened in the local gyms. Just have a cool vibe, like a togetherness sort of a vibe. And now I'm already off topic. You know, I was going to say, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it happened. But if I had to fathom a guess, I, I think you'd probably find that just if there's 17 gyms in the city, all it takes is just one owner, just one to just get the ball rolling. Yep. And, and even if yep. two people out of the 17 show up to week one coffee and you're going to do it on the 15th of every month, next month you might have one more, but just that first person just needs to start it and and then good things will happen i've heard of some really cool communities where Mm. there are gyms close enough to each other this might be like in a city where not all the time but every now and then they would have a, a workout intentionally designed where they would run from one affiliate to the other affiliate and maybe when you ran to the other affiliate you hit the pull-up bar, you something simple, and you yep. X amount of pull-ups, and you run back to your affiliate, and you finish up with the deads, whatever barbells you have out. I love and, it. And they do that every now and then. That's super cool. Talk about not having an ego, interacting with one another. I've also heard of, you know, at various times of the year, one affiliate might host a barbecue. Other affiliates are invited to that as well. Mm-hmm. Have a blast. 
you know, have some fun with the open things like that. And so there's, so there's a whole lot of things that you can do. And, and I encourage everybody to, to test us on this, right? Like if you actually, if you're a gym owner listening to this and you try it and everything goes poorly, (laughs) I I want, I I genuinely want to hear about Uh, it either in the comments of the show, if it takes six months, post in the comments, send us an email, but I don't with all of my heart, I don't think that's going to be your experience. I would, I would very much uh, expect the comments to be filled with the opposite sort of interaction. Well, I'll be the realist for a moment there too, and say that not everybody's going to get along with everybody else, and that's okay. Sometimes sure. you're going to come up against a personality type that you're like, you know what, this is never going to be something uh, as beneficial as what we just described. And not hey, everybody, not everybody fine. is as agreeable as you. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and that's okay. You know, sometimes it's not going to just be this sunshine and rainbows type of thing. Hey, fine. You tried no harm, no foul. Yeah. Um, but I think it's definitely worth extending yourself to do, uh, for all the reasons we just talked about, you know, like the stronger regional presence that can grow out of it is huge. That can be huge for both businesses. Um, you know, the best ideas on how to approach things and, and what works and what doesn't, you can save so much time by just learning from other people's mistakes, especially if they're a little bit more experienced than you. Um, it, but not always, uh, it, you know, the perspective that you get moving outside of your own little bubble is also going to be super valuable. You know, you, you get in the rut and this is particularly true of, uh, coaching and, affiliate owners, um, when you're put in the position of being the quote expert, Mm. and that is what your role is within the community that you're serving, sometimes it can be very difficult to step outside of that and intake new information. You can get almost a little bit um, uh, isolated. We've used that term already, so I don't like it, but you just start to shrink the sources of information that you're receptive to. And I think that over time, that can creep in and people might not even realize it. So expanding that, especially with people that are other professionals and like-minded can be really, really beneficial. Um, And then I love this idea of shared events, like you said. Uh, I've heard of some people taking that even one step further where it's not just, hey, on Saturdays, sometimes we have a barbecue and invite other affiliates, but we have a fundraising series. And over the, the course of several weeks, each gym hosts we show up en masse. We, we raise money for local charities. Now, again, we've got the names out uh, of these gyms in the local area. More people are attracted to them. They see that they're doing good beyond just the business that they're running. I mean, there's all sorts of things that can be um, generated here. So, yeah. And I I, I anyway. was going to say, one of the final things in my mind on this, I'm not sure if we have any other uh, thoughts on this, but I would kind of close out with, Here's the other part. We've covered a lot of the fun stuff, right? Events, barbecues. Who doesn't love good barbecue? But (laughs) running a gym is tough. Really, it is hard work. It's not just to crack the doors open, get the coolest equipment, and you're going to have 200 people next week, and the bills are being paid. And it's like Mm -hmm. it's a demanding, (laughs) right? It's a demanding, stressful, very fulfilling occupation. But it's also very demanding and stressful and and some people are phenomenal coaches but not super business savvy and and Mm -hmm. the opposite is is true but 
there's a lot of gym owners that if they finally let the wall down and have a conversation, everyone's facing some sort of a struggle, something, you know, mm -hmm. um, member drama, um, square footage, landlord issues, parking, like whatever it is. And if you get yourself in a like-minded, you know, mentorship group, whatever you want to call it with people in that same industry, lessons learned, various years of experience, you're going to probably, and, and you're open and willing to share those struggles that you have, you're not going to find a better sounding board than 10 other local affiliate owners that have been there, done that, and will tell you, don't do this. I tried it. It went terribly. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, you've, you're having an issue with your whatever, getting some sort of variance for your parking or number of bathrooms. Talk to so-and-so in the planning department. You know, she's a CrossFitter. She's fantastic. Like, Having that sort of local connection it is only going to happen when you get outside of your bubble, you open yourself up, you allow others to come in. And again, I would be shocked if I didn't hear that everything gets better if you're open to the experience and you give it time. So that would be kind of my last two thoughts there. Completely agree. Enter openly and you may be surprised. Um, you know, it's a big community. And despite the fact that it's more visible and widespread than it ever has been, the approachability of most people involved will still surprise you. It's very, very rare that you're going to reach out and somebody's going to reject that advance. So I would, uh, I would offer that it's definitely worth it. Um, you know, who knows where it might, uh, might lead. And um, yeah, like I said, people are way more accessible than you think. And nine times out of 10, it's going to yield something really cool. So give it a shot. So here's my request to everybody watching or listening, you know, like we always do at the end of these things. I would love for you go to the BTWB YouTube channel, find this episode, go into the comments and let us know. And hopefully other gym owners read these comments as a, a list of lessons learned. Have you tried something like this? You know, reaching out to local affiliate owners, if it's just for coffee and conversation, is it for events? Is it for a barbecue? Is it something to do with the open? What has worked? What hasn't worked? Lessons learned. And through sharing all those lessons learned, ideally, gym owners check all these things out, start implementing them. And again, a rising tide lifts all boats. That's, that's the goal. So we appreciate everybody out there. Once again, for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.